Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Good afternoon. Waco, Texas, Pflugerville, all points in between. Salado, Texas. Hello, Temple. Hello, Belton. What are you guys up to? Out of the lake today. Kind of a pretty day. I would sit right out there and eat some of that fish. Oh, at that lakeside restaurant. What a neat place that is. That uh, we were out. Uh, we were out doing a show there recently when um, Mary Harden Baylor won the national title. Little did we know that the great Pete Fredenberg would make it his last season at Mary Harden Baylor. Well, we know now, and uh, we're uh, life moves on. Uh, but uh, we need to continue to celebrate Pete. And um, he's been on our station, of course. Coach Harmon's going to take over. But uh, need to get Pete on with us. Okay, that's happened a couple of weeks ago now, so I'd love to interview Coach Fredenberg because, of course, I remember him as uh, his Baylor days. Loved it. Loved it, all those great defenses he put together there. Loved talking about the old days. But we'll talk about his whole career. Lots to discuss today. I mean, I, I am just racing from doing several interviews and talking to people and um, kind of doing my thing because who do you think I spent a lot of time with back in the day? None other than Sean Payton, former coach of the New Orleans Saints. Interviews, uh, you know, the, the uh, press conference was uh, set for uh, this afternoon. We're monitoring that. We may have some of that for you later in the program today. But we had the news yesterday that uh, the owner, Gail Benson, the, uh, the the wife of the late Tom Benson, man who used to dance after games with that umbrella down there, kind of a strange man. But Tom owned the uh, <clears throat> Saints, and Gail Benson and the family now runs the whole thing. And it's been a really good organization. Sean's done a good job. He has had a lot of power in that organization. Had three years left on his deal. And just decided that uh, he needs a recharge. And, of course, with his relationship with the Dallas Cowboys, lots of questions are going to come up. Could he land in Dallas? What would he do? He, you know, just so everybody knows, the Cowboys would have to. He's still under contract. So, technically, even with him walking away, you can't just immediately sign him for nothing. You have to trade. You have to, you know, trade some picks, all that kind of thing. Jerry Jones loves Sean Payton, but he also loves draft picks. So he's not. I could. I heard somebody say maybe two first round picks. Would Sean Payton be worth that? Probably. But would uh, Jerry do that? No, nah, I don't think so. I, I don't. That doesn't sound like him to me. Um, Jerry, as much as he loves Sean Payton has never truly, as he showed with Jimmy Johnson, Switzer, Campo, Gailey, Wade, Garrett, he's just never totally valued coaches. You can just see it in, in kind of how he makes decisions. He doesn't always go for like, 
the greatest name or the greatest. It's usually the best fit. What makes Jerry the most comfortable? And Mike McCarthy makes him pretty comfortable. Now, Sean Payton, he, he wouldn't be as comfortable because Sean would demand more say in everything. And I'm not even saying McCarthy's got plenty of say. I mean, I don't think McCarthy's complaining. He has more say in Dallas than he did with the Green Bay. I'm just saying Sean would would be a little bit more like Bill Parcells than, than Mike McCarthy. And there's some interesting things out there. Aaron, I don't know if you've seen some of the back and forth I've had on Twitter with different people. Uh, one point that Todd Archer made is, like, wh- why do we talk about Mike McCarthy only winning one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and kind of knocking him? They had seven division titles, you know, all those kinds of things. And yet we don't do that with Sean Payton. He won one Super Bowl with the great Drew Brees. And yet we think of him as a coaching genius. Like if we if we tried to name the top three, four, five coaches in the NFL – we're we're always going to put Sean Payton in there. Probably he'll be he'll be very close if he's not in there. We don't really think of McCarthy like that. But somebody put their records up next to each other, and Sean just has a little bit higher winning percentage. One's got six ten winning percentage, and one guy's six thirty three winning percentage. It's they've coached about the same amount of time. They both became head coaches in two thousand six. They're born the same year, 1963. They're 58 years old. There's a lot of similarities, yet we think of Sean Payton as completely different. Like the thought of Sean Payton coming to the Cowboys gets everybody excited. I mean, it would be, it would be like a huge thing. And yet these guys have the exact background, exact same background in a lot of ways. I, I think that probably the thing is, is that Sean does a better job of PR. He's he's been labeled as sort of a, a an offensive genius. And I just don't think McCarthy gets that. Sean also has the the uh, uh vote of, of support from Bill Parcells. That always carries some weight with people. And Parcells uh is a big Sean Payton guy, backs him um uh, and so they became close. So I'm sure that helps. But I don't uh, I don't look at this thing, and that's, I mean, it, it's just very interesting to look. And the numbers, I'm talking Super Bowls, playoff wins, I mean, it's really similar. I mean, I think I looked, and Sean might have been like 9-8. and eight or You know, if you look at uh, McCarthy, it's very similar playoff record. They've each won seven division titles. And we know NFC East titles right now are a dime or dozen. If you can't win the NFC East right now, I mean, you should get fired immediately. Joe Judge did. You know, Sirianni did not win it, uh, but he got to go to the – they went to the playoffs, so Sirianni gets to live another year. But, you know, Peyton is one of those coaches that I, I think he, he would excite people way more than, than like um, Dan Quinn even. Dan Quinn's getting a third interview or a second interview with uh, – the Bears. Bears hired their GM. I think his name is Poles, like P-O-L-E-S. And uh, so they got their general manager. They seem to be excited about him. And now they've they got to get their head coach uh, hired. And so Dan Quinn has been brought back for a second interview there. 
There was a report today that Kellen Moore, the thought is that in this cycle, he will not land a head coaching job. The, the reason given was maybe next season and that while he interviews really well, they're, they're not convinced he can command a room. Uh, his, his leadership style is such that he doesn't seem to have a commanding presence. Well, Aaron, do we think that Kellen's going to suddenly gain that next season? Like, okay, <laughs> Kellen's back. All right, now now it's uh, the year. The calendar year has flipped. Now he has a commanding presence. Aaron, I'm sorry, but, like, at age 30, do you think Sean McVay looked like the most commanding guy in the world? No, he looked like some little kid. He looked like a, high, uh, a college fraternity kid. I, I think I've told the story on here before, Aaron, that um, I was at a Super Bowl and, and there was somebody came up and gave me a hug and was just like, had this great, you know, like, hey, Mosley, what are you doing? Like, great to see you. And, and I just kind of went with it. I was like, hey, hey, what's up? What's up? You know, had a nice little conversation. Hey, good, good. You know, hope, all, hope, hope everything's going well. All right, catch you later. And then Jane Slater, who had been talking to this guy, who, she's from the NFL Network and has covered the Cowboys, Jane, I go, Jane, who was that? She said, yeah, that's the coach of the Rams now. That's Sean McVay. And it turns out that I had somehow crossed paths with him when I was covering the what they were then called the Redskins, and and we'd kind of hit it off. Like, he, you know, he's a great young guy. And I kind of, he's, he's now, um, oh, I think he's 36 years old. But uh, that just tells you, like, either you, either you're a, head coaching material or you're not but all this mess about i don't know if he can command a room i don't i guarantee you could look at you can't look at sean mcveigh at age 30 and think oh my gosh this guy commands the room he was like a little baby face guy i mean he was trying to grow a beard and it looked like peach fuzz so i i don't i don't totally understand that uh oh wait we'll wait till next season and he'll have a uh, commanding presence. I don't even know all these years later. Does Mike McCarthy have a commanding presence? He's a big guy. He has that Pittsburgh voice to him. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's the most commanding guy ever. I know he sounded really kind of corny and hokey on that uh, Hard Knocks deal that's, uh, that we watch every year on HBO. I mean, it didn't seem, didn't seem like, you know, you're just kind of a uh, a weird presence is the way I would say it. Aaron, um, would – and our people can respond, by the way, on the text line. We always love to hear from you guys on the CNC Collision text line, 254-662-1660. Does Sean Payton excite our people, our listeners? Aaron, does it excite you? Absolutely. That, that would <laughs> – that – Hiring Sean Payton, I would become a Cowboy fan again. Yeah, you said that. But now you – I thought you had an interesting point yesterday. You seem to be more than even his boy wonder or what he used to be before he was an older guy, more than his genius status. You you indicated to me yesterday you kind of like the way he just sort of puts things together. I mean, like you, you feel like he's just – there's a more – uh, there's more organization there. There, I mean, there's certainly just always more excitement around that guy. 
and and I always felt like he and New Orleans were a great fit for each other because it just kind of is a a funny, quirky organization, and he got the right quarterback, and he did what you do when you have a legendary-type quarterback. You just hang on forever. Now, McCarthy got bucked off the ride. Now, it's easier to get bucked off a ride when, when the ride you're on is Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is polarizing. Breeze wasn't until he that one time he said something about the flag. He got a lot of you know blowback. But for the most part, you know, Drew Breeze is just kind of seen as a, a very nice, gracious type person. Not in a good and a great leader, but not a Rogers kind of you know, I'm the smartest guy in every room. Now Sean Payton's a little more like Aaron Rodgers. Sean Payton is always the smartest guy in every room, at least in his mind. I promise you that. Um, all right, Aaron, give me your answer. Uh, so you are excited, but is that the way to explain that? You, It's not even so much for his offensive genius. You just like how he puts things together. Is that right? Yes, and I think his hiring would be uh, – Jerry's never going to be completely out of the way. You know, We both know that, but – I think it would be a lot more like when Parcells is here and he would they would run Sean Payton's way. It would be it would be the first thing that Jerry Jones has done in a long time that really indicates that he gets it and gets what's wrong with the Cowboys, which is which is their general manager. Well, he he'll never admit that. Um but he'll he admitted and, of course, it was at a bar when he was surreptitiously being uh, filmed. But he's he's basically admitted that Parcells was brought in to help get that stadium done and, and thought that it would be easier to get the vote for Arlington or whoever to, to build that and, and get the public money uh, if, if he had somebody that was a, was a, a much bigger name and more accomplished person than a Dave Campo. All right, Jerry's admitted that. Now, he doesn't need a new stadium. So in some ways, having McCarthy's a lot more comfortable than having Sean Payton as the head coach. But, uh, boy, Sean Payton, if you want to prove to this fan base that it truly is only about winning, go go hire Sean Payton. Fire fire. McCarthy today and do it. Now, there is some talk that they have tried to talk Sean Payton. Other teams have approached Sean Payton and that he's basically kind of said that he is going to go ahead and take at least one year here to, to recharge and maybe do some TV. Who knows what he'll do? Maybe he'll do some – I don't know. He may join us at ESPN Central Texas. I, I don't know. But it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, – how Sean Payton handles this. All right, as we continue down this path, the longtime Cowboys reporter and, uh, and then also my, uh, my uh, podcast co-host, none other than Ed Werder, joins us next. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Skies becoming mostly clear tonight. It's going to be a cold night with low temperatures falling to 32 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. No rain in the forecast with highs topping out at 52. And on Thursday, a mix of sun and clouds as a cold front approaches and a high of 57. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'm not saying he hasn't been critical of coaches at times, but for him to be that overt, you know, saying it's a pet peeve, it seems to be almost a direct reaction to what Mike McCarthy was saying the other day. Like, hey, we're going to work on this in the offseason. Oh, this is going to be something we get, get done. Well, he didn't like hearing that. Jerry didn't. And he was pretty direct with it. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? Well, you don't have to. La Fiesta is hiring. Come join the family-owned and operated best Mexican restaurant in Waco, home of the famous purple margarita and famous chili con queso. Join the La Fiesta family today. Great money and flexible with your schedule. Call us today at 254-292-2411 or come by 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. You can also apply online at lafiesta.com. Be a part of the La Fiesta family. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton is leaving the Saints after 16 years with the franchise. Payton said he did not like the word retirement and could not rule out returning to coaching, but that was not where his heart was right now. 
After a two-hour meeting yesterday, the MLB Players Association and Major League Baseball plan to meet again today. It's the first sign of progress since the league locked out the players on December 2nd. Auburn is the new AP basketball number one for the first time in history of the poll. In the Big 12 last night, Kansas beat Texas Tech in double overtime 94-91. Tonight, it's Texas at TCU, and number four Bader will host Kansas State in the Farrell Center. 6.30 pregame and 7 o'clock tip on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas, never a dull minute. Uh, Central National Bank, thank you for uh, being our presenting sponsor. Thank you, Brian Fonville, for Executive Vice President, all the great work you do. And as you fight COVID protocols, man, everybody's going into COVID protocols. This man, though, is invincible. He is a reporter, and he's a man that stays out of the protocols because he, uh, he observes and he's all vaxxed up. He it is Ed Werder uh, joining us from ESPN. And Ed, our longtime friend, uh, and uh, guy, uh, and you've known that uh, Saints organization as well as anyone over the years. Um, a a wild day. I mean, this is. Uh, I think we sometimes think of things in you know reference to the Cowboys. So it's always about Sean Payton. Is he going to come to the Cowboys? But now that we have the finality of him stepping away. Uh, he didn't. I guess he didn't like the word retirement, but he said uh, it was stepping away from the Saints. It's it's uh, it's pretty stunning now that it's actually happened. At least to me. Well, we we have to recognize. Uh, I think first that the job that Sean Payton did as a head coach in New Orleans at a time when you know they were a very dysfunctional failure of an organization and possibly were you know going to be moved after Hurricane Katrina. And, you know, he went in there and won 151 regular season games. He's one of 11 coaches in NFL history with at least 150 regular season wins with a single franchise. And eight of the 11 coaches who have done that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I think we're talking about a potential Hall of Fame career. The, the way he created offense and, and developed a symbiotic relationship with Drew Brees and you know, they won the second most games of any quarterback and, and head coach in NFL history behind Brady and Belichick and got along better most of the time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- this guy, I, and I've had a range of experiences. I You know, I covered the Saints a lot, and certainly all the way through their Super Bowl uh, championship and had a range of experiences, you know, with Sean, uh, both when he was here and, and when he took over in New Orleans. I mean, you know, he was friends with uh, Kenny Chesney. My relationship with Kenny Chesney came out of Sean Payton having him call me while he was at training camp. Uh, I went to the Saints Super Bowl party at Sean's invitation, and there were other victory parties along the way in New Orleans uh, that I was invited to participate in. And there were there were times when he wouldn't talk to me. You know, he was upset at ESPN at one point for something that, that was reported about Mickey Loomis. Um, and out of a sense of loyalty to the Saints general manager, he wouldn't talk to anyone from ESPN, even even me, even though he acknowledged we had what he called a friendship. And, and there were times when I reported things, and he called me in the instant immediately afterward to challenge what I had reported. Yeah. Uh, so he was a guy who held you accountable. He paid attention to what you said. Uh, and you better be accurate. 
and and I appreciate that about him. And uh, so it wasn't always great, but it was always interesting. And I think he did a, a tremendous job. I think he's one of the great coaches in the history of the game. I, I expect he'll be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's I, that's a good way to put it. Um, and, and we saw it up close when he was with the Cowboys. He leaves in 2006. And, and you and I have also looked at this through the Cowboys lens a lot over the years because there's been times, whether it was, <clears throat> you know, he, he enjoyed being around his kids more and he was coaching his kids that one season at Bounty Gate. You know, he had to spend a year out of the league. And then he comes back to New Orleans. There have at least been two or three times where – the Cowboys thing has gotten ro- uh, rolling. Uh, Ed, this certainly seems like a situation where he's going to take a year to recharge, but he certainly doesn't want to call this a retirement. He didn't rule out the whole media business. Um, is it – I guess what I'm saying – let me just ask it this way. If if Jerry somehow convinced him, and, and, and as you pointed out, the Cowboys would have to send compensation, That wouldn't that be – don't, do you think that would be really hard for Sean to do almost to New Orleans? Do you think if the Cowboys were going to get him, they would have a better chance, not right now, but after this next season? Or, or how, do you, yeah. how do you view all that? Yeah, so, you know, one time not long after Jimmy Johnson's departure, uh, after winning two Super Bowls in Dallas, Jerry Jones um, bragged that the franchise is so uniquely alluring and successful and desirable that the Cowboys can always have the best there is in coaching. That's what he said. And my Mm -hmm. question was always, well, then why is that so seldom the case? Um, (laughs) But this, this does create the opportunity for the timing between the Cowboys, between Jerry and Sean, that's never been right for them to make it work out eventually. Um, Is it going to cost a lot? Well, it's going to cost uh, whatever compensation the Saints demand, and I would expect it's going to be more from the Cowboys than anybody else because they're competing with the Cowboys theoretically for the NFC Super Bowl berth. And so they're compromising themselves by allowing Sean Payton to coach in Dallas, presuming it ever gets to that point, of course. Um, and so they're going to demand a lot from the Cowboys from that reg- in that aspect, and also because in their minds they compete with the Cowboys for a certain part of their fan base that overlaps in this general area. So it's going to cost a lot. And then Jerry's going to have to be willing to pay Sean Payton at the very top of the coaching scale. He has seldom believed in paying coaches. That's just not something he has felt was generally necessary to do. He's, has he made exceptions? Yeah, he probably made an exception for McCarthy. Um, and he'd probably do it for Sean Payton. But I think Jerry now, and, and it's, it remains interesting to me that he still has not said, to anyone's knowledge publicly, that Mike McCarthy is coming back. Mike McCarthy won 12 games, won a division title, got bounced in the first round of the playoffs at home. Jerry's upset. Jerry still hasn't said um, that Mike McCarthy is coming back. But I would expect now that his plan will be, all right, Mike McCarthy comes back. Of course he comes back. Well, you never thought about firing Mike McCarthy or making a change. And then if things don't go the way Jerry expects, if he doesn't reach Jerry's goals and expectations, which he didn't do this year and he certainly didn't do last year, then it's possible that Jerry has an opportunity to go pursue Sean Payton if he's willing to pay all that that's going to take. Do you do you think Sean and Jerry's relationship is such – it's a kind of a funny friendship. They like to play pranks on each other, and that's kind of well-known. And 
and that kind of thing. And, uh, and, and it's just continued sort of to grow over the years. Sean would probably have as good a feel as anybody, you know, what he would be getting into. But to your point, you were kind of bringing up about McCarthy at all. Would, would Sean demand a level of, of say that's a, a lot more like what Bill had? And would Jerry, would Jerry, you know, sort of be okay with that? He certainly has a different personality than Bill, but but he also, you know, he's he's close to Bill, and and he's he's got the, he's had the career now where he could sort of demand something like that. How would you see that that whole dynamic looking? Well, he was here when Parcells was the head coach. He was on Parcells' staff, and so he knows exactly how Parcells worked with Jerry. Uh, in addition to having his own relationship with the Jones family, both then and subsequently. So he has a good feel for Jerry's personality, for, you know, Stephen's area, you know, expertise that he offers. He knows what it's like to work for the Jones family. Like, who would have a harder time working for Jerry than Bill Parcells? And and Sean was right there to see, you know, how each side worked together to, to make that possible and successful to the extent that it was. And so I think... Uh, there are some things that Sean would certainly want in terms of control of the roster, voice and personnel, but I don't think those are things Jerry's afraid to give away. I mean, I heard Mike McCarthy, who didn't even have an owner in Green Bay, uh, talk the other day at his press conference about the fact that he's never been more involved in personnel than he's been in Dallas with Jerry and Stephen and Will McClay. Mm-hmm. Are there things that Sean is going to want to change that, you know, and I'm talking about, like, Sean's going to be very detailed in what he wants. I mean, he's going to want, hey, first class, you know, on the team plane goes to, you know, these people. And I want, you know, our families, coaches and players, families, I want them to have some of the best tickets, you know, on Sunday at your stadium. And that's not traditionally what, you know, what the Cowboys have done. So he is going to be in a position to make those kinds of demands. And my sense is that Jerry will be more than willing to negotiate uh, to satisfy whatever it is Sean wants in that regard. I think the money part of it uh, could be challenging, but this, I think this is always something that Jerry and, and Sean have both wanted. And, and this is represents their best chance for the timing to be what it needs to be. Um, presuming of course, McCarthy doesn't go out and win the Super Bowl next year. Now, Jerry even has fired a coach after he's won two Super Bowls, So he can even do it then. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair point. And Ed Werder, who's uh, joining us now was covering the Cowboys, uh, back then and and had a front row seat to some of that and uh and it's fascinating to watch all these years later you know sean's come after me a few times and, and you re- you'll recall the one where i was i had reported that uh he, he had turned down al davis and al davis didn't like people reporting that so sean asked me to take that out and uh i and but the, the tricky part is, Ed, I, I was told at that time, don't use, you know, don't use anonymous sources. And the, the morning news was all over us about don't use anonymous sources. So while Sean was out of town, it was before the Internet had really taken hold. I was I was I was basically saying I was reporting all the news saying, according to Sean's wife, Beth, who, by the way, is now his ex-wife. <laughs> but uh yeah yeah you can imagine sean gets back into town sees that and he had words for me and i said there's one way we can get best name off this story sean you've got to go on the record 
<laughs> I can oh, understand man. his irritation, and I have no <laughs> doubt that that's entirely accurate what happened because I can recall at about the same time when Sean was interviewing, I think with the Packers and the, and the Raiders and the Saints uh-huh. were kind of you know all in there together and pursuing him or or at least interviewing him for their head coaching jobs. And, and I wrote something, just like a note, uh, or posted something. I don't know where it was because I don't think there, I wasn't on Twitter back then. Yes, there was a time in my life where Twitter didn't exist. But anyway, I had reported something very brief, and it said something like, uh, you know, the current uh, Parcells and, and the current members of the Cowboys coaching staff are really hoping you know, that Sean gets one of these jobs. And I arrived uh, to cover a game in Pittsburgh for the playoffs, and my phone rang it was Sean. And he wanted to know how I meant that. Like, did you mean that as if they want the best for me and they want me to have this opportunity because I've worked so hard and I'm so deserving? Or did you mean it like they want to get rid of me and hope I get a job somewhere else so they don't have to put up with me? (laughs) Yeah, and, and I even saw that today. Somebody who said they had an insider said something along those lines that at the time, Jerry, they, they said they were trying to say on Twitter, Jerry was was very happy and encouraged Sean to leave. And I said, what do you mean? We're sitting here talking about Jerry pining away for Sean all these years. Are you telling me he was ready for him to leave and he wanted him out of the organization? Like, this is – so people get these stories mixed up over the years. So, Ed, I'm glad you and I are here to sort of uh, clear this up. Now, do you think, you think uh, Sean, come fall, it, what, what are the odds you would put on that Sean is on one of the networks as a uh, – uh, in some form or fashion doing TV? Well, he's done it before. Um, he did uh, playoff and Super Bowl guest appearances with us at ESPN, I believe when the was here 11 years ago or so. Um, he's very comfortable in front of the cameras. He's um, an incredibly interesting guy. He's very detailed. And I think the thing that makes him the most interesting in that, in that when he's when he's when he's a television analyst is he's not a league guy like you mentioned you know being banished by the league for um for bounty gate and you know the way he protested against that he so he's not really a guy who conforms to every league mandate like he will resist it he will contradict it he will criticize people in the league office and and obviously that's very appealing to uh, television network. So, yeah, I, I, he said, you know, that's something that he, he might have, he would have an interest in that he thinks he's good at. And I assume like everybody else who's between coaching jobs, that's, that's what he's most likely to be doing uh, during the upcoming season. It's funny that you're the first person I thought of when, when uh, I, I was reading that latest ESPN story and it had his quotes in it right before you came on. And uh, it said something about his agent, Don Yee, and, and I always think of you first, because didn't Don Yee <laughs> used to represent you at some point? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of that, because Don Yee represents Tom Brady and Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo and Sean Payton, and you think of me first. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Don Yee. I just, yeah, you're the first guy I thought of. But, uh, all right, well, Ed... Um, I appreciate it, man. I, I, uh, I, you know, obviously you and I do this on a weekly basis, talking Cowboys. So I try to leave you alone. But when there's big, huge breaking news like this, 
I had to get you on the radio show, so I really appreciate you doing it. Hey, thanks for the ask. Good to talk to you as always, Mose. Okay, there he goes, Ed Werder uh, from ESPN, and uh, great guy to talk to here because he is very close to the um, uh, you know Sean Payton, but uh, the whole uh, the whole uh, Saints group, and in fact, uh, Ed. Uh, that, that's an interesting thing he said about uh, Kenny Chesney. He, he, to this day, has a relationship with Kenny Chesney. So, Aaron, when we used to bring him on in Dallas, we would always play some Chesney song for him, like as the return music. I forgot to tell you that. But uh, there's, there's one Chesney song that's like The Boys of Fall. Have you ever heard that, Aaron? I have not. The Boys of Fall. It's Kenny Chesney's football song. All right. Um, give me a yes or no. Do you like Kenny Chesney's Boys of Fall on the text line, 254-662-1660? I, I guarantee you 80 to 90% of our audience has heard the, ball, the Boys of Fall. All right. Something like that. All right, Aaron, can we, can we find some Boys of Fall for later in the show? Uh, may have to play a little bit of that. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside. Campus Confidential is next. Recently on Game Time, from Blog of the Boys in ESPN San Antonio, R.J. Achua. It's difficult to say anything other than that stems from Mike McCarthy. You know, Mike McCarthy even said they were up against more than just the 11 guys out there on the other side of the field. And so I put, you know, the lion's share of blame on him. But I also, I mean, obviously it goes on the players. And I think a lot of Cowboys fans don't want to come to terms with this. It's their fault. They're not good enough. They were not good enough. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer Boy. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and low policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. 
Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team. With current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash Waco Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton is leaving the Saints after 16 years with the franchise. Payton said he did not like the word retirement and could not rule out returning to coaching, but that was not where his heart was right now. After a two hour meeting yesterday, the MLB Players Association and Major League Baseball plan to meet again today. It's the first sign of progress since the league locked out the players on December 2nd. Auburn is the new AP basketball number one for the first time in history of the poll. In the Big 12 last night, Kansas beat Texas Tech in double overtime 94-91. Tonight, it's Texas at TCU, and number four Baylor will host Kansas State in the Farrell Center. 6.30 pregame and 7 o'clock tip on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. We appreciate Ed Werder. We get the big names when it comes to Cowboys talk, and uh, that's why you like to listen to this show in the afternoons. We appreciate it. I hope because of uh, you like to hear from, uh, you know, Mosley and, uh, and Sexton, but uh, we also try to bring you some big-name guests, and I wanted to say that uh, – Next, we do have uh, Nikki Collin coming off a big win, maybe one of the biggest wins of her young career um, with the uh, with the Bears. And uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki, really some uh, interesting stuff to get into. And so a, uh, a nice visit with Nikki Collin, which will happen at 5 o'clock today. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to in, in as we talk college. We do it every day at 440. You look uh, forward to it. Aaron, what is on the uh, what's on the uh, agenda today? Baylor football landed their seventh commitment of the 2023 class. It is Lake Belton safety Javion Wilcox. He's a six foot, 185 pound safety, according to 247 Sports. Wilcox joined his teammate Micah Hudson for a visit to Baylor, and Wilcox did commit to the Bears, the second defensive back to commit to Baylor this week. The other one was. Uh, a commitment and uh, future signee for the 2021 class out of Florida. But that's seven commitments so far for Baylor, and according to 247 Sports Rankings, that would put them 14th nationally and third in the Big 12 so far. 
and it's still very early. So uh, nice. next year's right. recruiting, yeah, off to a good start. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take that. And uh, we're happy to say that, to announce that uh, 24-7's uh, Garrett Ross, um, who uh, covers Baylor for 24-7 and then also covers Belton for the uh, Belton newspaper and, and uh, uh, does a lot of that, uh, has uh, returned to ESPN Central Texas. And so you can hear Garrett and some of his uh, 24-7 pals that he brings on on that uh, morning show that we have from 7 to 9 every day. He'll jo join uh, Tom and Ward. And that show's called Game Time. Game Time with Tom and Ward and now Garrett. My gosh, man, what a crew that is in the mornings. Again, that's for your, your ride to work, 7 to 9 a.m. on this very station, this very same station. All right, uh, that, that's uh, interesting news. One other thing I wanted to add to that, Aaron, if you don't mind, is uh, it's just something I noticed from a little bit ago on uh, Twitter. And I'm sorry if I'm stepping on your toes because you may have been wanting to get to this as well. <clears throat> but I find this fascinating. The everybody was, you know, wanting to see where Oklahoma's Caleb Williams would end up. And it certainly looks like now that Wisconsin has emerged as the true contender to land quarterback Caleb Williams. And uh, that uh, uh, this is apparently uh, at on three sports, whatever on three is. I think that's a new kind of a college football type uh, site. And uh, they, they are doing an interesting job with the transfer portal. And uh, Williams is the top-rated quarterback and prospect available in the transfer portal. Aaron, does that uh, that that's kind of surprising to me. I, I just didn't, of all the places I thought Caleb Williams might end up, uh, Wisconsin was not a place I was <laughs> even thinking about. No, I'm pretty shocked at that. Um, it's a big pickup for Wisconsin, obviously. But, yeah, um, his list of schools – that we had heard that was never official, you know, it was more speculation, but it was people with, with some inside knowledge, you know, it included USC. Go, going back to Oklahoma was always a possibility, uh, but I never heard Wisconsin mentioned, and it's, that's a huge get for them. Yeah. Um, it, now, here's the deal. It's not quite a get yet. They, they're, uh, they, they've emerged as like a huge contender, but if they do, I agree with you. Um, they, they do say that USC and LSU remain in the running, and obviously we know why USC, because that's where Lincoln Riley, the guy who recruited him to OU, is. But um, the, uh, let's see, the final two schools, Dean Blevins, the former OU quarterback who has an Oklahoma City uh, TV show, or he's sports director at KWTV, had said that USC and LSU were the final two schools. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Wisconsin somehow got into this thing, and they're not backing off. And that, that uh, their coach is Paul Christ. And uh, I just did not see this happening. But uh, very, uh, very interesting uh, to, uh, to monitor this. And we'll continue to, to stay on this story for you as we look at Caleb Williams. All right, Aaron, what else do you have? Okay, Matt, I've got a hypothet hypothetical for you. Your Georgia wide receiver, Jermaine Burton. You win a national championship. You were second on the team in receiving with 497 receiving yards and five touchdowns. So what do you do after winning the national championship? Well, now, what are my options? <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I, I generally would probably just, you know, 
Would transferring to the team you just beat <laughs> be high on the list? You well, wouldn't. I mean, it's a weird one. Uh, and, I, and, and I'm glad you brought the story up. The, there, there's some. There's a famous bulldog. I'm trying to think who I saw sound off on this. Somebody was kind of like uh, saying, "Hey, this is crazy. I can't believe you would do that." But it is weird. It's very strange to um, to make that decision. And I I think in this climate that we're in now, Aaron, it's got to be show me the money. Who wh- where's the where are the NIL dollars coming from? And if Burton looks up and thinks that he can go make, I don't know, 100000 500000 at Alabama, that he's not making at Georgia, you would think Georgia, there would be plenty of NIL money. But Alabama may be a little more organized in that area. So I, uh, in this, with what we're seeing in college football now, when you see a strange move like this, you have to think of the money. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, um, there's been a lot of speculation as far uh, on that, not just with this, but also with you know recruiting recently. But yeah, um, Jermaine Burton, who was Georgia's second leading receiver last year, is transferring to arch rival Alabama, and he will play next year. Georgia has lost a few players, quite a few players, to the transfer portal. It's winning the national championship, including quarterback JT Daniels, cornerback Amar Speed, and receiver Justin Robinson before Burton entered the transfer portal on Sunday. Brent Venables has his first commitment as head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. It's on the offensive side of the ball. Quarterback Jackson Arnold, an ESPN Junior 300 uh, prospect, committed to Oklahoma on Monday. Arnold is the number 42 overall prospect, a 6'1", 195-pound dual-threat quarterback from John H. Geyer High School in Denton. So he goes to Denton Geyer, and he will be headed to Oklahoma as the first to commit to new coach Brett Venables. All right, all right. Venables uh, had a speech. Saw him uh, on the mic at the Baylor game the other day. Bears getting ready to play Kansas State tonight. And uh, they were in Norman for a game the other day. And uh, there was Brent Venables on the mic, waited and waited before taking a head coaching job and then ends up at OU. And does not totally surprise me to see a Denton Geyer, uh, you know, that that uh, has at one point Denton Ryan was the, was always known as the greatest school out in that direction. But Denton Geyer is caught up. And for whatever reason, Denton Geyer seems to put out amazing skill players. So uh, uh, OU getting a uh, Denton Geyer player, not a a big shock. You know, Aaron, I thought it was interesting. Somebody asked me the question today. I was having lunch with uh, with a a good buddy of mine uh, that went to Baylor and actually ran track at Baylor. And uh, that was one of the things they were asking is like, well, what's Baylor doing in the portal? And it's kind of interesting, other than the – the, the big-time uh, former Midway player, Jackson Player, who um, who's coming uh, from Tulsa. Baylor has not been a huge player in the uh, portal. Doesn't, doesn't mean they can't still do some things in the portal. But the the basic reason I gave him, my, my friend that I was having lunch with, Aaron, is that Baylor's got tons of defensive linemen coming back. 
and tons of talented offensive linemen. And last year they got two starting offensive linemen out of the portal. Both of those players, Gall and Miller, are, are returning. So at least on the two, on the O-line, D-line, I don't think there's a huge need in the portal. Uh, I would think in the portal, if you could add maybe a running back or a wide receiver, those would be good things. But uh, I think Baylor can sort of afford to be pretty picky. You know, like, if, and I think sometimes now fans get a little panicky. They're like, wait, OU has all these people in the portal. Well, yeah, because they lost a ton of people. I mean, same thing with uh, SMU when, when, when their coach left, when, when Dykes left. Tons of people started transferring out in the portal. Now some people have come in, but um, it's just, you know, it's from year to year, sometimes you're going to have more, sometimes you're not. And I would say with, with rosters that change, like for the other day, out, out of the blue, Aaron, I don't even know if we had the story or mentioned it. Maybe you did. But Joshua Moore was a, was a really good receiver at Texas who was going to Tech. And we'd already had that story and kind of moved on with our lives. And – and he changed his mind. And Joshua Moore's going to play at SMU now. And he, he just said that. Now, I don't understand the, all the transfer rules. I thought once you went in the portal and signed somewhere else that you kind of had to honor that. But I, I don't think there are any rules left in, in college football. You just, uh, just kind of transfer wherever you want to go. So Moore has already transferred in the portal to Tech and now he's changed his mind, and he's at SMU. And this is a guy that I would have called going into last season either the number one or number two wide receiver for the University of Texas. All right, Aaron. Just after Georgia beat Alabama for the national title, Georgia coach Kirby Smart sent a text to his now former defensive coordinator and new Oregon head coach Dan Lanning. It was to congratulate him on his new job, but it was also to inform him he was out, obviously, of the staff's text thread dan lanning said during an oregon press conference that after the game smart texted him hey love you dan got to remove you from the staff thread appreciate you coach so short simple and uh you're you're no longer privy obviously to the text between the coaches at georgia the 35 year old is at his first head first head coaching gig at oregon replacing replacing mario cristobal who left for miami but it's weird the things that current coaches have to do, including get ex-coaches who've taken new jobs out of their text chains. That yeah. way you don't accidentally text them uh, information you don't want yeah, them to have. I, I saw that. It was kind of funny to me, and I had to do the same thing with Stephen Simcox. I said, Stephen, <laughs> we, we appreciate you. Love what you did for us, but uh, sorry, man. We've got to get you out of this text thread. Unfortunately, after Stephen left, I mean, and, and well, we had quite a few people over the last couple of years uh, – left we uh or were told to leave we the the text thread at one point um i think we looked up aaron and it was just like tom and i were the only people on the thread and john (laughs) but i don't think john loves being on that thread so it it was um (laughs) it was basically and i don't think i don't think our man tom loves the thread i don't think he likes a big text thread but now let's get a thread going again because we got garrett ross back in the building we got the great Ward Whites, Tom Barfield, Mosley, Sexton. That's a good group. That's a good group. Aaron, let's fire a thread back up. Will you will you put out something this afternoon? I don't care what it is. Just put out a just say something on the thread so we can get one started, all right? Will do. 
right, that's good. Anything else uh, before we get to Nikki Collin uh, that you wanted to finish with? Uh, now let's go ahead and get to Coach Collin. All right, we got Nikki Collin, and then got all this, uh, the latest on Sean Payton, some interesting remarks from Sean. It does not look like he's going to coach this year. So if, if you're a Cowboys fan dying to have him, I'm not saying it couldn't happen. It could. But it really looks like he's going to try to take this upcoming 2022 season off and then recharge and then be ready to go. I may do that. I may recharge and then kind of come back to the station. I think management would love that, actually, although I don't think they would welcome me back if I decided to recharge. Um, all right, Aaron, it is time for the great uh, Nikki Collin. She's on a roll. Bears 3-2 and two in conference play, and they got a big one coming up tomorrow with uh, Texas Tech coming in. We'll talk to Nikki Collin next. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, February 3rd, and hear from men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. When it comes to banking, you deserve the first. You deserve the first National Bank of Central Texas. Locally owned for over 100 years, we know this community inside and out. We are a bank on your side, and when you bank with the first, you'll have a banker by your side. Want to find out more? Check out bankingfirst.com or come by and see us at any of our six locations. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas. You deserve the first. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Hobbs Bonded Fibers is now hiring team members and operators for its production team. They specialize in developing and manufacturing specialty non-woven products for automotive, industrial, and consumer markets. Pay starts at $11 to $14 per hour with potential to increase after probationary period. Health insurance, 401k, monthly bonus potential. Apply in person or online at HobbsBondedFibers.com. Call Elizabeth Sawyers at 254-741-0040 to check the status of your employment and let her know you heard about the job on this radio station. That's 254-741-0040. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. Caterpillar Waco is now hiring. Join our team and move the parts and products that build a better tomorrow. Warehouse positions available with no prior experience required. We will train. Caterpillar Waco offers competitive pay, benefits as soon as you start, and opportunities to grow. It's more than a job. It's the work that matters. To apply, visit caterpillar.com slash Waco. That's caterpillar.com slash Waco. Get your career started today. 
Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? Well, you don't have to. La Fiesta is hiring. Come join the family-owned and operated Best Mexican Restaurant in Waco, home of the famous Purple Margarita and famous Chili con Queso. Join the La Fiesta family today. Great money and flexible with your schedule. Call us today at 254-292-2411 or come by 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. You can also apply online at lafiesta.com. Be a part of the La Fiesta family. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Eppers, Michael Strahan, and Stacey Sikora. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. Keep up with Baylor Softball on ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Aries Building Systems in Troy, a manufacturer of modular buildings, is now hiring for the following positions. Electricians, plumbers, carpenters, framers, painters, junior buyer, forklift material handlers, and purchasing manager. Aries Buildings has full-time positions, great benefits, and a backlog of work. To apply, stop by 1919 Mueller in Troy or email aharris at ariesbuildings.com. Aries Building Systems in Troy. Don't wait. Apply today. business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something then let the pros at mallory screen printing and embroidery do the job for you they can customize your logo on t-shirts caps dress shirts golf shirts winter apparel and more stickers for any occasion banners and signs large or small see more at malloryprint.com or call 1-800-433-2220 for your next custom screen printing or embroidery check out their full catalog at malloryprint.com from the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, the Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas weekly appearance from Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin coming off a uh, really nice win uh, at home. And uh, Iowa State, his team's been ranked much of the season, if not all of the season. And um, 
and and so this was one everybody was pointing to uh nikki first of all just the uh, the atmosphere at the game and uh, i thought y'all did a great job of kind of you know kind of hey students let's get out here let's have some fun and then uh, and you had people from other programs showing up so what was the uh was that the was that the best atmosphere you've had at the Farrell in your uh, in uh, in your short time here? Yeah, for sure, without question, definitely the best student crowd we've had. It was awesome to have Scott, you know, in there and Coach Tang and you know the the, the whole staff like really engaging and having a good time. I mean, the irony of all that, you know, Scott's sister played for Bill Family at Toledo, so um, you know he I think he had some fun like trying to get into. Uh, you know, Bill's mind over there and say some, say some, <laughs> some fun stuff over there in the student section. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely the best atmosphere we've had. You know, we're just going to continue to encourage people to come watch this team. I mean, I, I think anyone that came to the game is going to is, is going to realize that they should probably come back. Yeah. All right. All I can control is the I've got some sway over the Fiji's on campus. They have allowed us back on campus after an early <laughs> my my old fraternity came out a little strong in the, in the early days of COVID was with a party, I think. And, and um, President Livingstone made us kind of bench us for a while, but they're back and they need to all be out there. But that's a, that was a fun scene. And uh, that's a great nugget on uh, on Scott. It looked like they were having a great time similar to what you did in that uh, student section uh, earlier in, in the year. Uh, the, the game itself, I mean, I, you and I have had quite a few talks on, you know, you, you've, you've worked really hard to kind of unlock Queen Egbo, so to speak. And, and obviously, you know, I've had some talks along the way, and it's been a little bit, uh, I don't know, a, a roller coaster and, uh, with, with Queen. Well, it's like you've said before, though, when she sets her mind to it, she could be one of the more dominant uh, rebounders, the defenders in the nation, and she finishes with 21 rebounds, 14 points. I mean, you've, you've coached a college game for a long time. That That's really, really difficult to do, especially against a good team, against a ranked team. Um, what, are you, what, what are you seeing out there? Is this someone who's just kind of decided, hey, I, this, this may be my last crack at this. I might already, I might already get engaged here. Oh, you know, I hope so. You know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. Like I think, um, and it's, it's not so much, um, you know, she always has the physical tools, um, to, to do what she did, you know, but it's, it's about, it's about being locked in. It's about the focus. It's about, um, you know, maybe the casual basketball fan doesn't understand some of the impact she had on that game that wasn't statistical. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot, you know, a rebound is a stat, but, you know, our game plan, it was by far our, our most focused, intense, um, you know, well-executed game plan of the season. And, you know, and, and we, we knew, um, you know, and I'll give you an example. Like a year ago, they played Iowa State twice. And the first time they, they you know, were missing Dijanae and they were missing Caitlin because of COVID. But, um, you know, they never had Melissa Smith guard Ashley Jones. Never. Not one, not one time maybe on a switch, maybe in transition on a, you know, that type of thing, um, you know, but, but, you know, challenging her to like, Hey, you know, I mean, you guys are leading candidates for player of the year in the league. Obviously Ioka Lee is, is right there too, but I mean, um, you know, really challenging her there, but with, with queen um, we, we talked about, you know, we only had two day prep. It wasn't like we had all week to prepare for Iowa state, um, but really sitting on their spin. If we did a good job guarding our yard, and squaring them off and not just letting them blow by us, 
um, that if we rode their hip, that they were going to spin. You know, it's just how they play. And Queen was unbelievable. I said, I want to be there on the spin, and if we're late, it's going to do us no good. So you got to be active. You, I mean, every time Ashley Jones would spin, Queen had, I mean, just smothered her. You know, and we fouled her a few times. But we really made her miserable. We didn't let them see the backside. Our guard rotation was really good for the backside post that, that Queen was leaving. And and so, you know, our, our rotations were just really good all night, whether it was to rotate to take a charge, rotate to double. Um, you know, we, we made them make some tough shots and take some tough shots. Yeah, it, it was uh, – that is – that's it's a very interesting point. And, um, and, and to – you know, like you say, these games come at you so quickly. Now you're going to have makeup games coming up. It's hard to just spend all your time, you know, preparing for maybe one star player or something like uh, something like that. Um, but uh, that's uh, that's a premier player, and um, and and not you know that's kind of shocking to see that final score, eighty-seven sixty-one. Though it's a good score to see. Uh, it is uh, the Matt Mosley show. Nikki Collin making her weekly appearance, and uh, the Bears uh, after a. Uh, Oh, and to start are uh, are, are kind of on a roll right now. Uh, it uh, you know in, in terms of Nikki, it, it, you know having some time now. You've kind of got your legs back under you after the after the COVID pause, all of that kind of thing. Like, what do you? It, it, it seems like when I listen to the players. In fact, I had uh, Caitlin on the other day, and um, uh-huh. and it's funny that Coach Nikki. They all call you Coach Nikki, but um, the. By the way, was that something you told them at first, or did they just kind of cling on to that, the Coach Coach Nikki thing, Co- you know, okay, calling well, you by the first all, name? I've always said, yeah, it's – um. so because I worked with my husband for years, he yeah. was always Coach Colin. So when I hear Coach Colin, I feel like – I believe me, I know people are talking <laughs> about me here. Like, I'm not – but it's but it just – it still makes me think of him. You know, it's like it's kind of like that's who he is. And so I've always either just been Nikki – or Coach Nikki. So I told him, like, if you're comfortable calling me Nikki, <laughs> please do. If you feel like you need coach in front, you know, you can take, you know. And so so that's kind of where it, it stems from. Like, I've never felt like I was Coach Colin because that was Tom. You know, to me, that was always Tom. I got you. And by the way, since we brought it up, does Tom, uh, does, does he is he at all the games? I mean, does, what kind of uh, – is is he able to uh, – is, is, that, is that lunch or – dinner talk like breaking down games or do you try to like not even get into that you know it, you know it, it um you know it's it's come to a point where we we don't spend a lot of time i mean we may we may discuss post game um yeah and and he hasn't been able to be um at many games i mean they were they were in cancun the whole family was but um you know my son was in lacrosse tryouts this last week my um you know they, they're just they're busy my daughter's in heavy heavy um, all-star cheer competition season, you know, where they're in Charlotte one week and then they're in Atlanta and then they're, you know, so, um, you know, he, he kind of handles their schedule, but, you know, we, we tend to talk after, I mean, he knew, I mean, people don't realize, but like that game was so personally big for me, um, not because of the matchup, not because of Iowa State beating, you know, Baylor last year or kind of having quote Baylor's number as much as anyone has. Um, you know, or the fact that they were, you know, first in the league when we played them, you know, but, but Bill finally recruited me. He was one of my favorite coaches and he recruited me twice. Um, you know, when I was coming out of high school and then when I was leaving Purdue and, you know, Bill family was at my wedding, um, you know, they're, they're family friends. And I've, I've just always respected, 
you know, what he's done there, the longevity, um, his kids kind of growing up in the game and now being a part of his staff or other staffs. And, and so, you know, I just have a ton of respect for him. I joked with him before the game that, you know, when I was watching the Iowa game the night before, you know, there were a number of times where he held his play card up, you know, almost in front of his face. And I'm like screenshotting on my screen and trying to send it to my video guy and my, you know, a graphics person to see if they can blow up his play card, you know, so I, so I can steal some of his plays, um, <laughs> you know, and, and that, you know, Caroline on my staff was like, coach, that's like two pixels. We're going to get nothing off of that. And I'm like, all right, well, it was worth a shot. You know, like I just have a ton of respect for him, his yeah. program, his family, all of that. So, you know, I mean, there, there was a little bit of just, just wanting, wanting to, to show well, wanting to compete yeah. um, personally, other than, obviously always prioritizing, you know, kind of our team and our team playing well and growing. I mean, you think about what a difference a week makes, you know, what a difference a week makes to go from 0-2 to 3-2 and in yeah. one week, you know. And so it, 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 I think it's really important that we keep talking about, like, how did we feel eight days ago? You know, because we don't, we don't want to get too high, you know. We're, yeah, not, exactly. we're not just back. We're not in the driver's seat, you know. Like, we're not sitting in the driver's seat yet. We're 3-2. and two. You know, we've got a long season ahead of us. But no one wants to feel the way they did eight days ago. You know, but but we got to do the work that we've been doing to get to where we're at today, you know, and so um, and that's that's the challenge. You know, it's the challenge with having the makeup games jammed in there. It's the challenge of, you know, only having nine people on the roster and, you know, wanting to prioritize recovery and recuperation and all that stuff. And at the same time, like, hey, we still got to get better. You know, we can't go in. So, like, we're just going to walk through and game plan. You know, we still have to get better at what we do. We still have to be able to add. We still have to be able to grow. You know, so really kind of trying to figure out, like, that balance um, with this team. All right. I, I have to ask this, since you made a joke about it after the game. I'm on Twitter a ton. I, I personally never saw a hashtag fire, fire Nikki Collin. Uh, I, I pray that wasn't okay, out good. there. good. I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up. I really am, because, like, I think people that know me know, like, my defense mechanism is sarcasm like yeah i am not like even with <laughs> even with my players like they know like they'll kind of look at me sometimes like is she being real or is that like one of those little, like sarcastic comments and so i've been saying it like since i was hired since <laughs> summer like kind of joking that like hey everybody yeah. likes me right now but wait till we lose a big game and like the, the hashtag fire nikki collin comes into play <laughs> like look i know there have been people frustrated with me I certainly am not looking up hashtag fire Nikki Collins to know if there actually is one. So yes, like when, when all of a sudden I'm being tagged in comments about that, I'm like, come on people. Like, like it's, it's, it's sarcasm. It's me joking. It's me deflecting. It's me saying, yeah, like, like let's be lighthearted about this, you know, like, um, so, so yes, like I didn't know if there, I'm not saying I, I knew if there was or there wasn't, and I wouldn't have been shocked if there was, <laughs> Um, but, but yes, it very much was sarcasm. It was a joke. It was, it was, it was just kind of having fun with it. Yeah. No, I, 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 I took it that way, but, uh, but it, but it is, uh, I mean, yeah, you stepped into probably as, as you well know, and I think you do the right thing by, I mean, there's really no reason to just like constantly bring it up or address it, but you stepped into one of the most interesting, demanding, weird situations, um, in, in college basketball so history weird. over the last yeah, 20 like, years. Yeah. <laughs> so you well, might as well you know, occasionally even, like, laugh about it. Someone tagged me yesterday talking, and, and someone was like like saying that I was negative at the tip-off luncheon about, you know, style of play, you know, in the past. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever been negative mm. about the style of play here in the past. It was very effective. Yeah. I've never called it antiquated. I've never 
Um, like I absolutely think it can work. It's yeah. just not who I am. And they hired me to coach my exactly. way, you know? So I'm saying like, yes, we're going to shoot more threes. Yes. I want to play with more pace. Yes. We're going to play more pick and roll. We want a cleaner lane. Like I'm trying to explain to people who I am, not why yes. I'm better. Like I'm not, no. I'm, I'm not better. You know, I'm me, I'm me. And yeah. I'm never, I'm never going to pretend to be better. I'm never going to not respect the 11 straight championships, the three national championships, the four final fours, the like, what Kim Mulkey did here is is insane. Like it's there, I, I and I feel like I've gone out of my way and will continue to do so and respect this program and respect where it's been. But I have to be me, and so that's all I've tried to say pe- to people. It's why, you know, like hey, you know who I am. Watch ESPN Plus. Watch watch the Our Time documentary. Like I'm just like this. This is who I am. This is how I coach. Like you know, I, I'm not afraid to let people into my gym. I'm not. And I'm not saying and saying that that she was. I'm just saying this is me. You know, this is authentically 100% who I am, how I'm going to be. And, you know, like it, we're not always going to look perfect, like, you know, and, and, um, you know, I'm sure there, there are people that are like, oh, well, finally, you know, like finally they played like they used to play. You know, yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to please everyone. I'm never yeah. going to please everyone, you know, mm. but I, I've said from the beginning, it's about, it's about my team. You know, it's about that locker room. It's about Mac Rhodes. It's about the people, you know, um, Brad and Linda Livingstone. It's about those people. Those are the people that, um, you know, I know have my back um, and that I want to please them, you know. And and certainly I want the fans to be happy with the product. I want them to think we play hard. I want them to think, you know, we, we play passionately and we play for the name on the front of our jersey and all those things. Um, but we're also not perfect. Yeah. Well, um, the the truth of the matter is there's going to be a segment of the, and again, this is all, um, the, you know, you win a national title or whatever, it, it, the, the, everybody will be on the bandwagon. That's how it works. You know that. But people <laughs> listen to um, what they want to hear. And, I mean, no matter if you're just talking about, hey, here's what we're going to do on offense, some people are going to say, ah, oh, she's, she's putting down something that previously happened. And, and again, you just sort of have to know that and know there's going to be a segment of the fan base that it, and, uh, and you understand to a certain extent why there's extreme loyalty to a previous coach. But I think that the part, and I think you get this and it's why, you know, getting the students out and doing all those things. Part of this is kind of like, I sound like I'm talking about after the death of somebody part of, you know, how you talk about sometimes well, we've got to make some new memories and all that. This is what's happening right. now. Like all these new things are memory, all these things are happening. So, what you have to remember with a student body and all, this, these freshmen that just showed up in the next year's freshmen, they don't really have much memory or anything of what happened before. So in some ways, and I think you kind of get this, you're training a, uh, a new fan base. I mean, you're, it's not a new fan base. I'm just, um, it's just, a, it's a very awkward, sometimes interesting deal, but you're doing, you're doing great. And, and that's why, but you're right. You start off 0-2 in conference. I don't care if it's COVID or anything. There's going to be people mumbling and grumbling and yeah, it's just, it's very natural. And, and um, the best thing you did was respond with three straight wins. That's really all. That's really the only thing you can, you can do. Uh, now, again, now I sound like a therapist or something. Um, uh, well, but I, uh, we yeah, all need yeah. a little therapy these days. <laughs> That's right. Uh, these are my just some thoughts that came to mind as I was hearing you talk all that. Step into on the Mosley's couch here. It's funny that you say that though, because like I was I was reading um, a book once, and it was um, a guy had compiled like you know 
some of the best minds, most successful people across every walk of life, you know, from scientists to coaches to every and everything in between, you know, and, and it was some of, he asked them like eight questions and then he would pick out one or two if they'd respond and, you know, kind of put it in this book. And it was, I'll tell you the one thing that was consistent across all these highly successful people um, was, was, was meditation and therapy. I'm telling you, like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's having, you know, being able to like have sound mind and, and peace. And then, you know, being able to genuinely talk to someone about, I mean, I just, it, it's at that point, you know, not that we haven't normalized mental health and therapy these days yeah. anyway, but it was, it was kind of amazing to read it. Yeah. Yeah. I got, you know a, little, really... I got a little deep for our basketball interview. So sorry. No, I like it. I like the meditation. All right, here yeah. we go. Yeah, you know who are, who's great at opening up and and getting their feelings out are men. Men are great at that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all just superb at that. All right, um, um, the uh, the next big game. You got a game. I mean, these things just come at you in a hurry. Um, God, the game last night was unbelievable, wasn't it? That Monday night. Uh, the tech uh, Kansas game at fog. I mean, that just was, I, I'm just kind of uh and then the, then the NFL, I'm sure you went home that night uh, after a big win and got to at least to watch a little bit of that. I mean, that was unbelievable. So here's I mean, you feel the crazy like... thing. This is when, you know, like, this is when, you know, like your um, um, family's not around. So we be, we, and, and I, I'm not looking for sympathy. Okay. Everyone just relax on this, but the game got over and I was just sitting in my office and I had, I had a women's game on my TV because there's still like SEC games and stuff going on, and so uh-huh. um, and I was and, and my staff slowly and surely trickled out. They had people in town, like everyone was kind of going off to do something excited. Everyone was obviously in a good mood, and and all of a sudden I'm just sitting here going, "All right, well, I'm here by myself." <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so I went I went down um, and got on the treadmill after the game and got a little workout in, and then I went home and, and started diving into Texas Tech, and so. I was following the scores, um, the yeah. football scores, but I actually did not watch any of that, and I didn't watch the Kansas game last night because I was watching Texas Tech. So, um, and not the Texas Tech men, but the Texas Tech women. So, you know, I am very much in. Um, how do I yeah. make this team better right now? And it, and it, and it's hard to step away. I know Mac after the game was like, Nikki, you really need to go enjoy this one. And I'm like, okay, I enjoyed it for an hour on the treadmill. Um, while I actually was watching the the Missouri Texas A and M game, women's game, while I was yeah. getting a workout in, and but you know sometimes like that's the best thing for me, self care. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I went in did a contrast after my workout this morning, contrast hot tub cold tub this morning. So that was a new one for me. So I'm I'm like trying to get into a little bit of self care here as we as we nice. get into this uh, Big Twelve grind. So nice. no, I didn't watch any football this weekend, yeah. even though I everyone says it's like maybe the best. Uh, yeah four games like maybe ever best football nfl yeah. football weekend oh. ever and that's, then yeah I've heard, I've heard a lot about the uh was it double overtime last night kansas and yeah double overtime so, it was a job i mean you know the ghost of kansas rose up it looked like tech was going to win right, and then right, right, right. of course the, yeah. the ghost also sometimes wear black and white stripes but uh <laughs> yeah, it was okay, uh fair, fair, it fair. was interesting yeah. uh to say the least I and think, um, i think they can get a little intimidated in that building for sure <laughs> i think you're i think you're right if and they were like doing you know replays to uh 
It was like every possession they were having to stop the game to do a review of whether it was oh, a uh, goaltending or not. And it was just, you know, that was frustrating. But it was a it was a tremendous game, and uh, Ajabi just hit an, an enormous shot. But all that to say. But I'm more interested right now, uh, especially since I have you on the phone, this uh, this Texas Tech game um, tomorrow. Uh, Krista Gerlich, uh, um, a uh, Obviously played at Tech. Um, they needed they needed a change. They needed some energy. It's been a great program over the years, and um, and it really seems like they're headed in the right direction. Coming off an emotional win like you had the other day, and a great win both for you personally and the and the team. Um, is this one of those you kind of have to guard against the inevitable letdown? How do you what's what's the message to the team on a, on a game like you know with a with a uh, uh, you know fairly uh, quick turnaround, although not the not the craziest turnaround in the world, but still, how, how, what's the what's the message going into this one? Remember how we felt nine days ago. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it, it can it can turn either direction super quickly. Um, the fact that Texas Tech went to Texas um, and beat them, you know, I, I think you know opened people's eyes. Um, I think it's a team that is going to compete on every possession. You know, Vivian Gray is one of the best scorers in our league. Um, they run a lot of sets. They're they're a little like Iowa State in that, you know, they're they're hard to. All right, what are we gonna work on? You know, with Iowa State, it was more actions. It was more all right. Here's what we're gonna do when they drive, as opposed to hey, let's go, go over 17 different sets that they run. Um, you know, I, I think it's more here's what we're doing against high low actions. Here's what we're doing against stagger actions. Here's what we do in Vivian Post, and here's what we do when Vivian's on the perimeter. And so, you know, kind of being dialed into, like, what are, what are the main things? Um, but I think they play really hard. Interestingly, it's like kind of a 500 team overall. Um, a lot of times there's things like, you know, we dive into the analytics of, okay, what happens in wins versus losses? Like, are they, be- are they significantly better rebounding? Do they take better care of the ball? There's not significant differences in their wins versus losses. I mean, they tend to rebound well every game. Um, their shooting percentage isn't that different. But in their wins, they score 71 points. And their losses, they score 57. So, you know, it's kind of being dialed in defensively, you know, really being dialed into the game plan, giving them one shot to the, to the best of our ability. Um, I think creating pace. I think they're a team that doesn't play fast. Like, if you had Oklahoma at one end, you have Texas Tech at the other end. You know, they average two fast break points a game. Their, their pace is, you know, not fast. And so can we drive pace in this game and get into early actions? And so – um, but they play hard, you know, and, and, and Vivian Gray is very, very, very good. Yeah, and uh, I tell you, some of these, um, when you see somebody incredible like that, um, it, it sometimes seems like they are they play college basketball for a long, long time. And uh, we're seeing that with, you know, K-State. Well, uh, and she is a fifth-year yeah. kid. And, and okay. they, they start Taylor Thomas, who played four years at Arkansas, and this is her fifth year, you know. And so they do have some some super seniors. You know, and because of that, like this is this is kind of that that last go. Um, but they, you know, while Taylor was in the SEC, like you know whether Vivian was in orange or red, like you know she's she's been on the court in the Big Twelve for a long time. That's uh, absolutely true, and um, I tell you, if you could, if you just keep shooting fifty one, fifty two percent from three. Uh, Nikki, right. I like your chances the rest of the way. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's I was really that joking with like uh, <laughs> AK, our uh, our walk on Andrea you know, missed those last two threes. We were 12 for 19 until, you know, those last. So, I mean, for sure. I mean, and, and uh, you know, I just, look, I've said from the beginning, we've got those, those three kids can really shoot it. And, 
and and Jaden Owens is capable of, of of making one or two. And so, um, you know, having two making shots in a game um, just gives us great balance, you know. And you know, there's going to be a game when it's all three of them. And it wasn't that Jamie shot it poorly; they just stayed home on her. You know, when you really back and dial in, you you realize kind of what Iowa State's game plan. You know, because Jordan hadn't been shooting the basketball as well. You know, they helped more off her, and they stayed home on Jamie. Um, and uh, because of that, you know, those those guys got more shots. And so, you know, it, it's always it's always a great feeling as a coach when no matter what you call, it works. You know, and, and some of it is you execute it well, and some of it is you can execute a play perfectly and then just miss the shot. And, and you know, whether it's a layup or it's a three, like it doesn't look as good when all of a sudden, you know, like I had no – I knew we were on a run. I had no idea it was a 19 to zero run. Like you're just, you're too like dialed into the moment to think about that. Like I, I knew we were having a good time, <laughs> but I think, you know, it was just for me, it was really fun to see the players emotion, like their emotion came mm-hmm. out, you know, their emotion came out for one another, you know, really at both ends of the court. So, you know, that's, that's what we have to bottle. We have to bottle up, not just the ball going through the net, you know, but kind of the emotion of, you know, seeing and wanting our teammates to be successful, you know, on every possession. Yeah, yeah, and it just seemed like uh, whatever. I mean, it it, it just it, the joy comes out in them in those moments like that, and it's uh, it, it's a really easy team uh, and program to to root for, and and uh, I every once in a while having a little bit of a. Uh, I mean, a fan base needs to see a team lose or two. I, I know that your coach doesn't want to hear that, but uh, I, I think it makes appreciate winning more. But, again, enough from my psychoanalysis of the uh, of the season. <laughs> Nikki, I, uh, I appreciate it. Always, uh, always look forward to it. All right, great. Thanks, Matt. You bet. Nikki Collin, uh, Baylor women's uh, coach, as they get ready for Texas Tech. We get you ready for tonight's uh, game against Kansas State. Coming off a gut-wrenching loss to Kansas, uh, they come in to try to uh, knock off the uh, – fourth-ranked Bears. That's next. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody's number check Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor basketball up to number four in the nation this week. On the floor in the Farrell Center tonight, hosting Kansas State. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. The Baylor Bookstore on campus is your go-to location for the absolute latest in Baylor Nike gear. Shop in person or online at baylorshop.com. 
Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2021-22 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor basketball up to number four in the nation in the AP poll this week. On the floor in the Farrell Center tonight, hosting the Kansas State Wildcats. The Bears come in at 17-2 and on the year. They're 5-2 and in Big 12 conference play. Kansas State is 10-8. and They're 2-5 and in the league, but led Kansas by 16 at halftime on Saturday before falling to the Jayhawks, 78-75 the final. Here's Baylor coach Scott Drew on the challenge of Kansas State tonight. Well, I think first and foremost, uh, uh, the league is so tough. Um, if you're not healthy, it really makes it hard. And everybody's banged up. Um, but, I mean, Kansas State's had everybody together the last three games, and they beat Texas, they beat Texas Tech, and they could have very easily beaten Kansas. So I think everybody realizes when they're all together um, just how, how good they are. And uh, they got a lot of uh, – they got some returning players that, that help give the stability, and they've gotten better and improved. But then uh, the players they've added – um, bring them not only uh, uh, talent but experiences. They're older guys, and um, one's a transfer from Missouri and Illinois, and another's a transfer from Wake Forest, another from Arkansas Little Rock. So they, they're not bringing them in freshmen that gotta have growing pains and, and learn what it's like to be in college. Scott Drew and the now fourth-ranked Bears hosting Kansas State this evening. We're on the air at 6.30, tip-off at 7 here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And we'll talk to you tonight from the Farrell Center and have more tomorrow on our next Baylor Sports Beat. I'm John Morris. This is ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Skies becoming mostly clear tonight. It's going to be a cold night with low temperatures falling to 32 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. No rain in the forecast with highs topping out at 52. And on Thursday, a mix of sun and clouds as a cold front approaches and a high of 57. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. You don't drive just an average truck or do just an average job. So get to Northern Tool. With brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Lincoln, Honda, and more, we bring the power. We're definitely not your average tool store. Visit our store or buy online and pick it up curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. Shop Northern Tool and Equipment this week for our inventory reduction sale. Save up to 50% on heaters, moving carts, and dollies, batteries, hand tools, and more. It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity, presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, we find Amanda and Brad on a date. Oh, Amanda, will you... Brad, I'm sorry. I just can't go out with you in this truck anymore. It's just so bare. You have nothing on this truck. But I have these subs that I bought online. Online? Really? Subwoofers are just a way for a man to make up for his lack of equipment. I am going out with Justin. Oh, 
I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to Pickup Outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Your Drive in Waco. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and... Your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback a Dallas Daisy, and even some summer loving. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton is leaving the Saints after 16 years with the franchise. Payton said he did not like the word retirement and could not rule out returning to coaching, but that was not where his heart was right now. After a two-hour meeting yesterday, the MLB Players Association and Major League Baseball plan to meet again today. It's the first sign of progress since the league locked out the players on December 2nd. Auburn is the new AP basketball number one for the first time in history of the poll. In the Big 12 last night, Kansas beat Texas Tech in double overtime 94-91. Tonight, it's Texas at TCU, and number four Baylor will host Kansas State in the Farrell Center. 6.30 pregame and 7 o'clock tip on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. to Akinjo in transition. He drives into the paint. Cut off there. Back to Meyer. Meyer a three from straight away. The lead is 12. Timeout Oklahoma. Here he is. J-Mo. From the Oklahoma game the other day. And uh, we shall see tonight. Of course, that was on ESPN Central Texas. Your flagship. That's... uh, that's where you can hear uh, Scott Drew, and that's where you can hear Nikki Collin. Every week, Nikki's with us. Scott's with us every other week. That's weird. But anyway, Nikki Collin, great to uh, great to hear from her today. And uh, we always have some long conversations. And uh, always appreciative to our buddy uh, uh, Brian Reeder, who uh, helps us uh, record some of that because uh, – Nikki and I tend to talk for a, a pretty long period of time. And, Aaron, you can imagine, poor reader, you know, he's got he's got things he needs to be doing. And, and Nikki, Nikki and I will talk. He's uh, got, he's got a blackout two hours. Start, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then on the end of it, on the back end, we'll talk some more. So uh, we're both a little bit chatty, and uh, and that's okay. That's okay. And uh, Brian Reeder, who is one of our uh, – 
uh, imaging experts, let's call him, uh, handles a lot of our, uh, uh, our imaging and that kind of thing, uh, technical producer, a lot of things you could call Brian, but Brian does a nice job, and he's always extremely helpful um, because, unfortunately, Aaron, Aaron, uh, I mean, he, he, you know, he's not there all day. As much as I'd like to have him at the office from 6 in the morning on, He's not allowed to report, and he would love to be there. But uh, I really would, yeah. To, they, to report that early, you they, you wouldn't mind all those hours. No, they you tell me to go mind, home. You wouldn't mind <laughs> like a ten a.m. to ten p.m. shift. You could do that, or a twelve to. You could probably handle a, a noon to midnight shift. For the uh, Sugar Bowl, I worked. I did the men's basketball and then the Sugar Bowl broadcast. I worked from ten thirty that morning until about one a.m. that night. Didn't mind it. Great day. Both the both the Baylor men and obviously Baylor football won, and uh, it's one of the reasons I love my job. Well, I mean, I hope I hope you got paid for all those hours. Oh, I those, did. Uh, okay, because I'm uh, some of that OT kind of stuff, man. When you turn those hours in, sometimes you'll you'll be met with some resistance. Hey, hey, Aaron, what are you doing working all these hours? All right, it is, uh, and I want to remind everybody. I, I said it earlier, but uh, uh, Tom Barfield. And uh, Ward Whites have been joined by Garrett Ross. Man, that's a uh, got all kinds of people on that show. Uh, in the morning, 7 to 9, that's a game time show. We have a morning show. And then, of course, John Morris takes over at 3. And then I, uh, uh, Aaron and I kind of fire it up at, uh, at 4 o'clock. So you can go to work with us and then go home with us. So that's uh, those are good times. Good times and uh, – we are ramping back up in this post-pandemic. Is it post-pandemic? I don't think so. I'm afraid. I'm afraid it's not. But um, and our, one of our good buddies is fighting the COVID right now. Uh, COVID-19 protocols. Bankers are not allowed to come to the office when they when they are uh, fighting COVID. And fortunately, Brian Fonville is one of those guys. He's he's overvaxed. I think he's got too many vaccinations. He's got lots of vaccinations. He's got a booster. And he runs every day shirtless around Waco. So the man is, it's its impossible for COVID to take him down. But it did get him. He tested for the COVID. In fact, they're doing, the bankers over at CNB, our uh, title sponsor, Central National Bank, um, golly, they, they make them do like the PCR test. I just take the flimsy little whatever, the, the quick one, where I find out in 15 minutes. That's the one I take. The At the bank, they're like, nope, nope. Brian, you got to go take a PCR. Dang, man, that's the real – that's the one where they got to do it. And did you see what they're doing, Aaron, over in uh, China with our Olympic athletes? Did you see Did you see the kind of testing that China's bringing back? Did you happen to catch that story? I did not. Well, it's, uh, it's a problem because um, – I don't know how else to say this. Uh, anal – anal test. They're going back to. They think that's more reliable, and um, that's a uh, Aaron. That's the bottom. Just so you know, <laughs> I just wanted to. I should be able to handle this like a true newsman that I am. The, uh, but yeah, they're 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 making the Olympic athletes, you know, do a bottom test, and they think that's more reliable. Man, I'm glad they're not doing that over here in the states. Nobody wants any of that. Wants any of those kinds of tests? Just take this, take the swab, uh, put it up your nose. Okay, nobody needs anybody reaching down there. Uh, 
Aaron, would you like me to change the subject? But I, I just thought you should know that, Aaron. That's a, been a big story about the Olympics, which are coming up. we got the Winter Olympics, and we're not sending any of the announcers over there. ESPN's not sending anybody. They're not sending any reporters to China. They, they don't really trust the conditions and maybe even the human treatment that China's not known for treating people that well, even their own people, and, um, and, and, and possibly because of the COVID. Um, and uh, so the NBC is going to have people call it from here. All the events will be called from like a, a TV sets and studios in Connecticut. So I don't know if that bothers you, Aaron, or you care, or what. I mean, I like the Winter Olympics. I mean, I kind of like my announcers to be right there at the arena so they can know what all is going on. But because we just don't really trust China with with a lot of anything, with pretty much anything in life. And uh, so that's the deal. But, but apparently the world does because they're just like, yeah, yeah, why don't you host the Olympics? Why don't we send everybody from the world there, even though, like, most people don't trust you and feel like you're probably trying to take us all out? All right, let's not get too, I don't want to get all into that, uh, too political. But um, I, I, the, the China Chinese government, let's not act like any of us trust them. Aaron, is that a fair assessment? You think I'm safe saying that? I think so. Okay. Okay, Aaron's kind of. Aaron's choosing not to engage in that kind of talk. Oh, no, no. Uh, Aaron, no, no, I get you. I get you. You're, you've been soft on, on uh, China for a while <laughs> that's now. Not uh, Aaron, uh, <laughs> we, we do – I'm kidding. Um, we do have uh, a game coming up tonight. You'll hear on ESPN Central, uh, 6.30 for the pregame uh, tips for 7 o'clock. And the question always is, well, what do we watch that on TV? Well, I'm sure they'll put it on ESPN+. Plus. Maybe you'll be treated to Lance Blanks again. Now, I love Lance Blanks as a player. At University of Texas, uh, Travis Mays, Lance Blanks, and Joey Wright, three of my favorite players of all time. Lance Blanks was awesome. They used to do that jump stop playing for Coach Penders, and I was never a Longhorn fan, but I did love those players. And uh, I'm just saying it's frustrating, though. Blanks, they, they had made a statement, ESPN, that it would give us frontline announcers for ESPN+. Plus. Now, when they do Baylor games, like non-conference games, I they use John and, like, Jim Haller. Well, that's frontline to me. I, I love it. I mean, you know, those are our people. So I don't want anybody to re- hear me wrong when, like, the Baylor women are doing a game and it's on and John and Jim are calling it. I get excited because I love both of those guys. What I'm talking about is – you got the number four team in the country, and they're on the road, and they're playing at Oklahoma, and we get stuck with some kind of B team. It's not. It's. I don't even care. It's not Baylor people. It's not Oklahoma people. It's just. It's just a, a crews that aren't very good, and and they got all preoccupied the other day with some kind of Matt Matt Meyer situation on a uh, on a call, and it got out of control. Now the other ESPN Plus game was uh, Kansas and Kansas State. And they had Ted Emmerich on. I used to work with Ted. Ted's great. Ted's extremely talented. So, anyway, I, I was just frustrated with that the other day, and I think a lot of Baylor people were. But K-State tonight, ESPN+. Plus. Let's watch it. Let's watch the Bears. But let's more importantly, let's listen to it right here on ESPN Central Texas. The dismount is next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. 
Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco, home ownership the right way. Hobbs Bonded Fibers is now hiring team members and operators for its production team. They specialize in developing and manufacturing specialty non-woven products for automotive, industrial, and consumer markets. Pay starts at $11 to $14 per hour with potential to increase after probationary period. Health insurance, 401k, monthly bonus potential. Apply in person or online at HobbsBondedFibers.com. Call Elizabeth Sawyers at 254-741-0040 to check the status of your employment and let her know you heard about the job on this radio station. That's 254-741-0040. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675 675- 8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton is leaving the Saints after 16 years with the franchise. Payton said he did not like the word retirement and could not rule out returning to coaching, but that was not where his heart was right now. After a two-hour meeting yesterday, the MLB Players Association and Major League Baseball plan to meet again today. It's the first sign of progress since the league locked out the players on December 2nd. Auburn is the new AP basketball number one for the first time in history of the poll. In the Big 12 last night, Kansas beat Texas Tech in double overtime 94-91. Tonight, it's Texas at TCU, and number four Baylor will host Kansas State in the Farrell Center. 6.30 pregame and 7 o'clock tip on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. It is the dismount where we uh, have to say good night. And again, the uh, Baylor women are tomorrow. <clears throat> They've got uh, Texas Tech coming in, and that'll be a good game. Uh, Coach uh, Gerlich there. 
does a nice job and has a tech headed in the right direction. This player at uh, Kansas State, Ioka, I believe is how you say it. Aaron, <laughs> she scored 61 in that game the other night. I was asking um, Nikki today, like, how tall she is or whatever. She's listed at 6'7". Nikki thinks she's a legit 6'6". She's just impossible to stop. She's like the Wilt Chamberlain of the Big 12. I think she scored like 31 against Baylor in that win over the Bears. And actually, looking back, maybe that was pretty good defense. Holding her to 31. And she, the, a statement came out today that uh, that she's going to be back for uh, she's going to be back for next year too. She could go to the WNBA. I mean, I wouldn't blame her. Go make some money, but for whatever reason, she uh, she wants to come back. K-State. Maybe she just loves being out there in Manhattan, Kansas. I thought it was interesting, Aaron, as we sign off tonight, the uh, Dan Orlovsky of ESPN does a pretty nice job breaking down plays and is on there. He's become kind of a, a rising star, I guess you would say. Played a quarterback in the NFL. Dan seems like a pretty nice guy. He's said some goofy things over the years, but haven't we all? And um, the uh, his, his statement earlier today when all this was breaking with Sean Payton, he said Sean Payton should go to one Dallas to Jacksonville. Now, what are those teams? Well, you know, Dallas has Dak. Jacksonville has Trevor. So I guess that's uh, the thing. But it does look like he's going to recharge the batteries next season, and then there'll be probably six to eight more openings the following season. So I think that's where this thing's headed. Thanks to everybody for being a part of this. We will be back with you at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Good night, everybody.